let's start the second conference. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O Lord Jesus, during this Advent, come to us in your grace. Come to prepare our hearts, minds, and bodies to welcome you on Christmas Day. Come to comfort us in sadness, to cheer us in loneliness, to re refresh us in weariness, but rest, uh, to buttress us to temptations, uh, to lead us in doubt, and to exalt with us in joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our second conference, the e, e number E, from a treatise on the value of patience by Saint Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. The title of his message, We Hope for What We Do, We Hope for What We Do Not See. Patience is precept for salvation given us by our Lord, our teacher. Whoever endures to the end will be saved. Again, if you persevere in my word, you will truly be my disciples you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Dear brethren, we must endure and persevere if we are to attain the truth and freedom. We have been allowed to hope for. Faith and hope are the very meaning of our being Christian. But if faith and hope are to bear their fruit, patience is necessary. We do not see glory now in the present, but we look for future glory. As Saint Paul the Apostle instructs us when he says, By hope we were saved. Now hope which is seen is not hope. How can a man hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it in patience. Patient waiting is necessary if we are to be perfected in what we have begun to be, and if we are to receive from God what we hope for an end believe. 
in other place, the same apostle instructs us and teaches us the just and those active in good works and those who store up for themselves treasures in heaven through the, uh, through the reward God gives them. They are to be patient also, for he says, Therefore, while we have time, let us do good to all, but especially those who are of the household of the faith. But let us not grow weary in doing good, for we shall reap our reward in due season. Saint Paul warns us not to grow weary in good works through impatience, not to be distracted or overcome by temptations, and so give up in the midst of our pilgrimage of praise and glory, and allow our past good deeds to count for nothing, because what was begun falls short of completion. Finally, the apostle speaking of charity unites it with endurance and patience. Charity, he says, is always patient and kind. It is not jealous. It is not boastful. Is not given to anger. Does not think evil. Loves all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. He shows that charity can be steadfast and persevering because it has learned how to endure all things. And in another place he says, bear with one another lovingly, striving to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. He shows that neither unity nor peace can be maintained unless the brethren cherish each other with mutual forbearance and preserve the bond of harmony by means of patience. Amen. Prayer. Usually the prayer what I read here is from the Old Testament. So just, uh, you know, because the first advent was the Old Testament for thousands of years. 
he will appear at last he is true to his word keep watching for him he will surely come without delay a little while longer a very little while and the promised one will come keep watching for him he will surely come without delay so this was from a bishop and a martyr saint cyprian if i make mistake just correct me because i don't want that people okay and i apologize because susy told me that i had several mistakes on my readings you know so i try to do the very best the second conference number b or letter b is from the discourse on the psalms of saint augustine one of my favorite ones he will come back two times tonight today saint augustine and the title of his message god's promises are held out to us by his son god's promises are held out to us by his son god established a time for his promises and a time for their fulfillment the time for promises was in the time of the prophets until john the baptist from john until the end is the time of fulfillment god who is faithful put himself in our debt not by receiving anything but by promising so much a promise was not sufficient for him he chose to commit himself in writing as well as it were making a contract of his promises he wanted us to be able to see the way in which he promises his his promises were redeemed when he began to discharge them and so the time of the prophets was as we have often said the foretelling of the promises he promised eternal salvation everlasting happiness with the angels and immortal inheritance endless glory the joyful vision of his face his holy dwelling in heaven 
and after resurrection from the dead. No further fear of dying. No further fear of dying. This is as it were his final promise. The goal of all our striving. When we reach it, we shall ask for nothing more but as to the way in which we are to arrive at our final goal, he was revealed this also by promise and prophecy. Promise and prophecy. He has promised men divinity, mortal, mortals immortality, sinners justification, the poor arising to glory. But, brethren, because God's promises seemed impossible to man, equality with the angels in exchange for mortality, corruption, poverty, weakness, dust, and ashes. God not only made a written contract with men to win their belief, but also established a mediator of his good faith, not a prince or angel or archangel, but his only son, his only son. He wanted through his son to show us and give us the way. He would lead us to the goal he has promised. It was not enough for God to make his son our guide to the way. He made him the way itself. The way itself, that you might travel with him as leader and by him as the way. Therefore, the only Son of God was to come among men, to take the nature of man, and in this nature, to be born as a man. He was to die, to rise again, to ascend into heaven, to sit at the right hand of the Father, and to fulfill his promises among the nations. And after that, to come again, to exact now what he had asked for before, 
to separate those deserving his anger from those deserving his mercy to exec execute his threats against the wicked and to reward the just as he had promised. All this had therefore to be prophesied, foretold, and impressed on us as an event in the future in order that we might wait for it in faith, not find it as a sudden and dreadful reality. Amen. Prayer. Our God will again have compassion on us. He will put aside our wickedness and bury our sins in the depths of the sea. He will put aside our wickedness. When I am praying the breviary, which is the breviary, this also always seems too long. When I started to work on this for as a retreat, it seemed to me too short. Why? When you pray and you are busy, you have to rush here or there, you are praying much faster. But here I said to me, body, it is not your prayer now. It is a retreat for each and every one of you and me. Because don't ever think when the priest gives harmony or retreat, he gives to himself as well. It w I would be in a trouble if not to, you know, because, you know, I am just like you men, okay? So, and I have to follow everything the way it was given to us. And when you see great genius saints like Saint Augustine, and you are lucky one, because this one, I can see the sermon by Saint Augustine Bishop again. He was genius. Have you ever read the, uh, you know, one of the La Confessione, the confession? He's, it's very rough, very tough to read, but that's very deep and spiritual, very beautiful. And the, uh, what was the name, the in the, in the state of God or the city of God, city, city of, yes, that was also <coughs> fascinating to read it, you know. I read it that Hungarian because my English is still shaky, okay. So, this is a, a, a C. I was afraid that this, the tree will be so long, and that's why I just I that A, B, C, A, B, C. But it seems to me it's not long. <laughs> I don't know you what me. So, the, 
from a sermon by St. Augustine Bishop. The title, what he, he will talk to us, the voice is John, the word is Christ. Did you get it? The voice is John, the word is Christ. I was delighted when I read these things. I was like early, you know. John is the voice. But the Lord is the word. Who was in the beginning. That's the prologue. You can see St. John Gospel. That's the prologue. The, 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 the beginning. John is the voice that lasts for a time. From the beginning... Christ is the Word who lives forever. Take away the Word. Take away the Word. The meaning and what is the voice. Where there is no understanding, there is only a meaningless sound. The voice without the word strikes the ear but does not build up the heart. Again, the voice without the word strikes the ear but does not build up the heart. That's so deep. However, let us observe what happens when we first seek to build up our hearts. When I think about what I am going to say, the word, the word or message is already in my heart. When I want to speak to you, I look for a way to share with your heart what is already in mine. In my search for a way to let this message reach you so that the word already in my heart may find place also in yours. I use my voice to speak to you. The sound of my voice brings the meaning of the word to you. And then passes by. The word which the Son has brought to you is now in your heart. And yet it is still also in mine. When the word has been Con conveyed to you does not the sound seem to, 
to see the world ought to grow and I should diminish the sound of the voice has made itself heard in the service of the world and has gone away as though it were saying my joy is complete let us hold on to the word we must not lose the word conceived inwardly in our hearts do you need proof that the voice passes away but the divine word remains where is John's baptism today it served its purpose and it went away now it is Christ's baptism Christ's baptism that we celebrate it is in Christ that we all believe we hope for salvation in him this is the message the voice cried out because it is hard to distinguish word from voice even John himself was thought to be the Christ the voice was thought to be the word but the voice acknowledged what it is anxious not to give offense to the word I am not the Christ I am not the Christ he said nor Elijah nor the prophet and the question came who are you then who are you then he replied I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness preparing the way for the Lord okay let's say together who are you then he replied I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord see how deep the seed of Jesus went through your heart by Saint John the Baptist since 2000 years I am reading it and you are quoting it so this is a big difference because that's already in your heart what you just heard minutes ago already in your heart the word and the voice now it was me it wasn't Saint John I mean Saint Augustine now again Saint Augustine the voice of one crying in the wilderness is the voice of one breaking the silence 
prepare the way for the Lord, he says, as though he were saying, I speak out in order to lead him into your hearts. But he does not choose to come where I lead him unless you prepare the way for him. To prepare the way means to pray well. To pray well. It means thinking humbly of oneself. We should take our lesson from John the Baptist. He is thought to be the Christ. He declares he is not what they think. He does not take advantage of their mistake to further his own glory. If he had said, I am the Christ, you can imagine how readily he would have been believed since they believed he was the Christ. Even before he spoke, even before he spoke. Remember, that's why he said, I am not even able to untie his sandal. He's, he's both Augustine and, and John is great. So, but he did not say it. He acknowledged what he was. He pointed out clearly who he was. He humbled himself. He saw where his salvation lay. He understood that he was a lamp and his fear was that it might be blown out by the wind of pride. Amen. I must decrease, but he must increase. The one who comes after me existed before me. And I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. I have baptized you with water. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And I am not worthy to untie the threat of his sandal.
you have time about how many, 10, 23, 23 minutes. You can stay here, you can go walk and whatever, because it's maybe too, is, is long, too long to sit on arts and doors long, so whatever you want. I recommend you personal prayer meditations. You can even want to pray, silence the rosary. So whatever, because this is really a spiritual, that's my reading less, a spiritual day. And this is the preparation for the whole season of Lent and Advent, I'm sorry, a fourth season of Advent and for the coming of our Lord first year Christmas, but also the second, what we really have to focus on, the second coming of Jesus Christ. You know, some people are scared about the second coming of Jesus Christ because that will be the end of the world. And some young people are considering we would have the end now, Father, this time we hardly lived. You lived so long time, you know, almost 80 years. But we just started the life with 10, 15, 30 years in our life. But guess what? If the Lord when, not if, that's never an if, when the Lord, always when the Lord will come, that's not something sad. That's a joy. That's a happiness. Because those who were in the, uh, on the earth will see in their own life Jesus Christ. And those who had repentant life. We all are sinners. We cannot blame anybody that you made sins and think, or he is a sinner, she is a sinner. Guess what? Do not be judged, and you won't be judged. That's what Jesus said. Or God. So we cannot judge anyone, but we have, that's why I wanted a weeks ago when I recommended or months ago to pray the memorari every single day for or a, a fellow radio people, you know, that just pray because we need to be converted anytime when the Lord comes. Either I die and that's how he comes in my life or he will come to the end of the world, he knows. But that will be a joy. Just those has to be afraid who don't want to reconcile because, you know, we heard God with our sins. We are talking about uh, those crucifixioners in Jerusalem or outside of Jerusalem. Guess what? Each of our mortal sin was and is a nail in the body of Christ. Each of our venial sin, probably the crown of thorns, one thorn on his head, that's how we have to take it. He is Octus Purus, beauty. He is everything the greatest. He is sinless. And with our sins, we hurt him. We cannot blame the crucifixioners. We cannot blame Pilate and the others. We are just like the people on on Palm Sunday. Hosanna! Hosanna! But when we make our sins, 
Crucify him. Crucify him. I am crucifying him with my sin. So that's why I thought we need in Advent and in Lenten season. In Lent it will be three days. Angel already liked it, so she said three days, Father, not just one day. In Lent, okay? So I just wanted to help you. You are all my friend, all my brothers, all my sisters. I love you. And I love you the way Jesus wants me to love you. And I want to bring Jesus into your life, into your family life, into your friend's life, into your enemy's life. Because you are also not just me, you are chosen one. You got your vocation, I am not a daddy, I am not a grandpa, but you are a daddy and you are a grandpa. You are, I am not a mom, but you are a mom and grandma, you know. All this came from God. St. Paul said in his readings, writings, that every talent, what we get, is from the Holy Spirit. If you are missing from the church, what you got from God, you took it away from the whole church. That's why our sins hurt the church. But when we reconcile, we rebuild the whole of the church and we are okay and we don't need to be afraid. If Jesus doesn't think when we die that we are ready for heaven, definitely not ready for hell, then he puts us in the laundromat. The purgatory. He washes away our imperfectness. And one day we see the gate of heaven. That's the light. Comes out and hear the voice. Come, my little servant, whoever you are, mother, father, whatever, and take the place of my heavenly father prepared for you. So, Purgatory is horrible. I don't like it. But the meaning and the action of purgatory gives us the eternal happiness. So that's why how we have to take it. Okay. Now, I don't want to take away the time for your prayers. I just wanted to say something, you know. But that was Father Anthony and not Saint... Uh, Saint, uh, <laughs> Saint Augustine. Yeah.